Welcome to the Horror Comics Podcast, episode 38. I'm Chris, your host, obviously. Uh, I am, man, I'm behind on shit, right? I mean, it has really, really been been a hard time getting to recording uh, recording for this podcast. So I apologize, folks. Um, but... Yeah, it has been something else, but uh, our kid is about to go back to school, and that will free up some time uh, that will be focused on my other podcast, DC Comics Squadcast with Buddy Jordan, uh, but also for this podcast and other things, um, it just, you know, that aren't podcast related, so I'm excited for that day, and it's only a few weeks away, actually couple weeks away now, but, um, yeah, never mind about all that shit. Hope everybody out there is doing well. I do want to give a quick, quick shout out real quick to, uh, a quick one to the real quick, quick, uh, the quick crew. No, it's uh, just a shout out to, um, the patron, Patreon patrons that we, I've got, uh, and you know, we are, we are silent, not silent. We are quiet, but deadly where we're few. But in our few, we are many. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just want to send out a huge thank you to Crumbs and uh, to John, John Craven and Crumbs for supporting on Patreon. It really means the world. I've, we've done two, two video chats, and that was part of the, uh, the deal. It's the, the Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash horror comics podcast. And what I've got is two tiers there. We've got the dollar bin, the $1 a month. And that is, well, I'll just read you the description. It says, who doesn't love flipping through a good dollar bin? Uh, We're on a budget. We can still find comics that'll haunt our dreams forever. Plus, it gives the comic shop a little something extra to help pay the bills. So the dollar bin perks are, you get a shout out by name at the beginning of each episode of Horror Comics Podcast. Just to thank you. You know, and I think there will, be, there will be things down the line that are just that are going to go to. And I think so far, actually, every not everything, but uh, the chats that you get with the um, the next the next tier, the only other tier uh, are, I think, available to all patrons. Uh, and I kind of want to keep doing that. I don't want it to just be the shout out. But until I figure out exactly a good system for that. Uh, it'll just be that way, but, um, you know, you'll get, you'll get to see some of what the extra stuff looks like a little preview, but there's the other tier, which is the tomb of terror. It's a $5 a month. And that's as high as I wanted to go. Um, because you know, it, it, times are tough and even remove, uh, current situations and our recent few months aside, times are still tough, you know? So I didn't want to go too high, but so this tier is You've been hearing the voices for some time now, growing louder and louder, calling your name, begging you to enter the tomb. Now, you've finally succumbed to the beckoning cries from the other side. Now, you've entered the tomb. What horrors lie within, you ask? The answers you seek lay straight ahead. Continue, if you dare. So anyway, the Tomb of Terror perks are... Obviously, you get the shout out at the beginning of the episode. Thank you. 
and access to Patreon exclusive episodes, interviews, and an array of various content, early access to episodes of the main show, a backlog of every episode of Horror Comics Podcast, and more. The backlog is coming. Um, that is one thing I've got to get everything pulled over from the hard drive that I save everything on um, and, and just get that pulled over and just start uploading. Uh, Patreon actually does not take long to upload episodes. So uh, that's really cool. So once I get those going, it's just going to be pop, 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 pop. It'll all be there uh, in, uh, you know, in order there. So again, huge thank you to John and to Crumbs on the Patreon. I appreciate that. Uh, it really means a lot. And, um, you know, if you want to go check that out again, it's patreon.com slash horror comics podcast. Uh, it's just two little tiers. Uh, again, I did want to go over the top, just, you know, something to, you know, help cover some of, uh, some of the costs of, uh, <laughs> some materials that I'm seeking out, uh, to do the show and, uh, another platform for something exclusive to, uh, listeners that want to, you know, do that, uh, we can kind of have our own little community over there. It was a big part of the reason I wanted to do it too. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so cheers everybody. Here's moving forward. Also, I wanted to mention, uh, I was very surprised to go to the nightmare threads link that's in every show notes that I've got. Um, to, I was surprised to find that it still works. So that there, that's awesome on them. Thanks to Nightmare Threads for keeping that shit rocking. Uh, there's a link in the show notes uh, for Nightmare Threads, and if you follow that link, it helps me. Also, there is a promo code, one word, and the promo code is Horror Comics. You get five percent off your order. Um, it saves you money, helps out the show. Win win. Uh, and I was just, I've been browsing through their kind of catalog and they got this new horror scopes collection of shirts and hoodies and whatnot. Um, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's horoscopes, but it's like monsters and creatures and demon versions, uh, of the, of the horoscopes or like, you know, it's like the demons and the creatures holding like the. Uh, like the sign, like the Aries and Cancer and Capricorn, all that stuff. Uh, so those are pretty cool. Uh, the designs for the monsters are incredible. So go check that out. I mean, that's they have all kinds of stuff. I mean, they have they've expanded a lot since we first started uh, started helping each other out. And again, a big shout out to Nightmare Threads. Appreciate that. But yeah, go there via the link in the show notes and use the promo code Horror Comics. Again, that's one word, all caps. Horror Comics. You'll say say uh, oh my god you'll save 5% off your order. And uh, I appreciate you that, uh, checking that out again. I, I know you're going to find something you like. Um, one of the, the first things I saw on the website was I, I just, I, I snatched it right up and it was awesome. It was a, a, a Halloween two shirt that as far as I can tell, they don't actually have it anymore. Uh, but you know, maybe email them and, and let them know, Hey, where's that Halloween two shirt? It was badass. Uh, Cause it is badass. Uh, unfortunately I got, a little too uh, carried away in quarantine with the uh, boozing and <laughs> and eating, and I kind of gained some weight, and I cannot wear the shirt comfortably anymore. But I've been working on it. I'm like working my way back down to fitting into that sucker. So I'm excited, and uh, I really do think you're going to find something you like there. So go check it out again, Nightmare Threads, via the link in the show notes. And the last thing I want to throw out there. Actually, sorry, it's not the last, two, two quick things. Um, 
So uh, John Craven, who I mentioned in the Patreon, thank you. He is he is uh, has written a comic book uh, series. Uh, uh, I don't know how many issues they've completed at this point, but uh, we talk about it in depth on the Patreon for about two hours. Um, and this comic book that he's that he's writing uh, called Low Daniels is. Uh, it, it sounds incredible. What I've seen from it that he showed me uh, is awesome. And the concept is very, very cool. And, you know, if you want a sneak peek, you know, go go check out the Patreon, see what you think. But it's on there. Um, it's, it's incredible, but also you get a sneak peek if you check out his Kickstarter, which I'll put a link to in the show notes. But if you just go to Kickstarter and type in low, L-O-W, Daniels, D-A-N-I-E-L-S, uh, it will show up. And there's a guy with uh, his brain exposed and another man with mutton chops and a mustache kind of with scalpels and stuff kind of kind of messing with his brain there. Um, go check that out. Go support it. I backed it. And they were um, he was cool enough to name one of the tiers. It's the $12 tier, I believe. Uh, after the podcast, Horror Comics Podcast. That's the name of the fucking tier. It's awesome. Uh, so I backed it, and I can't wait to get it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's going to reach its goal. It's it, But we need to push it there. It's not quite there yet as of recording, uh, but it's damn near close. So, um, so go check that out again. Low Daniels, that's by John Craven, and he's got an awesome, awesome crew there uh, doing the art and everything. So, uh, back, go back that. I mean, I, I always consider these kind of things like pre-ordering the comic or the record or whatever it is that you're supporting on like a Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Um, it's just pre-ordering, but it helps it get made. So go do that. Go check out Low Daniels on Kickstarter and and secure a copy and uh, check out the tiers to see which one works best for you, uh, which kind of section. It's it's obviously better the further up you go. Um so take a look, check it out, get get it, because you're not going to want to miss out. We're going to talk about it more once it comes out and uh, really promote it some more. So get on that. And without further ado, I guess we can jump right into the episode now. Uh, it's Joey and I talking about the last Hill House Comics book that we're actually covering, which there's only one other one, Daphne Byrne, and as you all know, if you've been keeping up, we're not really covering that when um, we, we didn't want to just sit here and trash it the whole time because we just didn't really like it that much. Uh, so we skipped over it and we we're talking about plunge and it is plunge number five. So we're almost at the finish line there. We got one issue left of plunge and uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to go in depth here and I hope you enjoy again. Thank you all. Probably not going to do an outro. So Enjoy the episode. If you're reading along, please, uh, you know, feel free to get in touch. It's uh, You can email at horrorcomicspodcast.gmail.com or horrorcomicspod on uh, Twitter. So please feel free to get in touch uh, if you have any questions or anything or anything to submit. I always want to hear uh, real horror stories uh, that you have, ghost stories, whatever, supernatural things that happen to you. You can submit them there in uh, written or audio form. 
you want to record something like a voice memo and, and send it over to the email, um, I'm happy to share that on the show. Let me know if you want it to be show mail. Let me know if you want to remain anonymous or give a first name or whatever. I'm happy to share it. But anyway, here we go. Talking to Joey about Hill House Comics. Ooh, Hill House Comics? Hill House Comics. Plunge number five. Save that for the actual recording, but here we are now. But yeah, you <laughs> before we started, you're like, Well, what are you drinking? I was like, Okay, uh, Purple Haze Raspberry Lager by Abita, which is a uh, Louisiana based where I'm from. Uh, beer, I didn't realize and it, it is because I heard yeah. about them and I didn't realize it was from Louisiana. Yeah, Abita Strawberry is the one that people really rave about, and it is really good. It's obviously best on tap in a frosted mug. But right. it's good out of the bottle, too. Um, I think they even may can it sometimes, and it's still good. Um, but it's never like, it's not like a sweet beer ever. It's it's just you get these hints, these perfectly balanced hints of strawberry, or in this case, raspberry lager. Uh, and it's good, man. It's good stuff. And I've also got a, a uh, well, it's probably about a shot and a half of tequila. So oh, what do you, what you got over there, man? I got nothing. <laughs> nothing? Oh my God! I'm got... drinking alone tonight. Yeah, what? you are now. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I drank too much last night talking to Eric from the uh, legendary geek geek out. Oh. <laughs> so um, I can't have anything right now. I will. I will literally probably vomit everywhere. If I, I got you. Any, I got you. Any, any type of a, anything with ethanol in it, I just can't do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so, I understand. I understand. Um, no worries. But uh, Louisiana is a little bit different. It's a little bit, a little bit different down here. Um, I don't know. I don't say different. A lot of people might say um, uh, might say more negative. Uh, you know, get help kind of things. But that's okay too. You know, I, it was just different culture, man. It's just different culture. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, no, what's been going on, man? Like I feel like it's been a while. Even though it probably hasn't been to me in my mind, it's been kind of crazy lately. Um, just trying to sort shit out uh, <laughs> between actual life stuff and, and and trying to keep up with comics and oh, yeah. what's been going on and yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, but uh, how's it going over there, man? What's what's new in your world? Like you said, you're doing legendary geek outs with with the uh, wonderful Eric, who we're you know both friends with and and always support and love having him on. So. What what you've been doing that? So what else is going on, man? Um, well, I'm th- I'm well, I've been working on having my own podcast because uh, I Fuck you yeah, know you have. I just I just because uh, I've had a wine blog for six years now. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just growing tired of the format. You know, it's been six years, um, and I've been reviewing wine. I've been doing wine articles and all that, and sitting down and writing. I've always felt that I was a writer. And, and I'm just getting tired of the whole format of a blog and I've had so much fun talking to you. Um, and then, and then me and Eric sitting down and talking and all that, I have had such a great time and I figured what, what if I combine the two? What if, what if I sat down and with a co-host and we opened, both opened up the same wines and we talked about that wine and then we just geeked out about freaking comics or comic book movies or yeah. a- anything like that. Just sat down and then while we're talking about those things, 
discuss the wine of how it's evolved or whatever, anything like that. Just and so yeah. I just came up with this idea of grapes and capes. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm, look, I'm looking to to move forward. Where, dude, I'm gonna sit down where where we've got the same wines, two or three wines, and I've got a guy who is uh, his name is Mike Hines. He's awesome. He's totally funny. He's more of a Marvel guy. I'm more of a DC guy. And that's awesome. So, and he, I'm a wine expert. That's my job. He likes wine and he wants to learn more about wine. So basically, you sit down, open some wines. I got to teach him about it. And then we're going to learn about comics. And by the end, we're going to be fighting because he likes Brian Michael Bendis and I don't. And we're going to be coming to punches. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't wait. I can't wait. Because I, I, I'm, for the most part, don't like Bendis either. But. Dude, the first thing of Bendis that I ever read was his uh, volume one of Moon Knight, where he oh, like so good. Uh, you know, he's he's he's, pers- he, he's like you know he's multiple personality, but mm-hmm. the multiple personalities that he takes on is like Spider Man, Wolverine, like Captain America, and you don't really realize that until later, or, right. or, or until it gets into the book a little bit. And I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. This is going to be great when he takes over Superman. (laughs) Boy, was I wrong, in my opinion, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear the argument for Bendis, you know? Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, because yeah. like, it, because especially coming from a Marvel aspect, because yeah, I mean, for sure. yeah. I, I read that Moon Knight because I it was on sale for super cheap uh, on yeah. when you do those sales. Marvel does that a lot. DC does the oh, yeah. sales. Marvel goes extreme with those digital yeah. sales, and so I for read sure. it because it was on sale. And and dude, that was so good. And one of the things I love, I I love Jessica Jones. I love the show. I love the character, but I'm so yep. just like, I want to read his thing of it, but I'm just like, I'm like, I do, I really want to do this. Do I want really want all the bubbles yeah. and stuff like that? But I feel that I should, because that's been, I think that in daredevil has, has been his most praised runs. And, uh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't, I, think I don't know if I have any of his daredevil yet, actually, which is something that like I slowly collect over time is like, pieces from all the daredevil runs and i'm trying to kind of lock them all in uh but i don't think i have any bendis actually so that's needs to happen when he came because i remember when he came over to dc one of the things i heard a lot of complaints of him was that hold on let me turn off my ac i don't know if you can hear me good or not there we go um is that he's really good good with street level like he's good with the street level characters Okay, like Daredevil and and you know Jessica Jones, who he created, but it's like the the big characters such as Superman that he really freaking messes up, you know. So that, that's, that's the thing that when he yeah. came over that a lot of people were worried about. And yes, he has been messing that up. And that's what yeah. I was thinking. Like, man, if if that's his problem, if that's like if he's really good at street level characters, we need a Green Arrow book. We need, yeah. <laughs> we need a Green Arrow book. Get right, that get him off a of Superman. Yeah. Get him on Green Arrow. How cool would yeah. that be? Hey, yeah. and you know, like I mean, uh, he had Green Arrow. I think a little bit in Levi event Leviathan, which I thought yeah. was terrible. Awful. And so I'm like, I'm inclined to be like, no, please don't do that. But at the same time, uh-huh. he was trying to have so many characters at the same time, and no one did anything, so the story literally went nowhere. Yeah. Um, but like. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I really enjoyed his um, his his Walmart comics Batman story. 
Um, and yeah, it, it's it's I think it's out now in like a hardcover edition or trade paperback paperback or something like that. Um, but at least just going from because I was you know we weren't getting review copies of that, so I was just going to Walmart and having to like keep going and going until I could find the issues, and I ended up getting them all. And for what they were, they were twelve page stories, and I just I enjoyed them. Like they, I just they were good. He didn't have time to fuck around and have all this stupid like gossip girl, not gossip girl, Gilmore Girls type of dialogue that just just wastes time for the story for the most part. But it was just like a fun, like sort of out of continuity Batman story. Uh, or at least in Bendis continuity, because that Jenny Hex character, Jonah Hex's like great great granddaughter or whatever, she debuted there. Oh, did she? And then she pop- and then she came over to and like that was the beginning of her story. And then she shows up in Young Justice, and they kind of allude to what happened there. Um, but it just goes on from there. So, um, but it's a good, it's just a good fun story with cool cameos, and it's it's not like. It's not trying to be anything bigger or deeper than just an, an adventure story for Batman, like kind of like flying through, going through time and dealing with, you know, so it was a lot of fun. I was like, dude, this is like refreshing compared to like what he was doing with Superman. Like this is, I think, on point. And I like the art. Nick Darrington. Wait, is it Nick? Darrington? Yeah, did the art. So it's got this cool, like stylized sort of like cartoony kind of comic book look. And uh, I, I definitely recommend it. Like maybe, I don't know if you want to buy the hardcover for $30 or what the fuck ever. That doesn't seem like it's worth it. But like, you know, at yeah. least if you can get it online uh, for, you know, cheaper on Comixology or something like that or, or free Comixology Unlimited or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the, his like other moments that more recently that I was like, oh, dude, yeah, this is really good. Like uh, just kind of focusing in on one character with cameos, but you've got this sort of one lane that you're in as opposed to, I don't know, even with his Superman book, he, he pulls so many fucking characters in and it's like, everybody's more important than Superman. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, Oh, he's revealing his identity again. Well, okay. That's random again. We're doing that again. And this one, Hey, trust me, this is the one that's going to stick. You know, right. It's just kind of like, what, what are we doing here? Anyway, sorry, rant over. I just, yeah. But with the Walmart thing, though, that I've heard the same thing for for Tom King with his Superman. Like I heard, like both of them, they I've heard that they're people, even people that don't like, you know, Tom King's Batman or Brian Michael Bendis' Superman. Like for the Walmart things, where they swapped, I heard Tom King's Superman was freaking awesome. I didn't read it. Uh, see, that, yeah. It see, good. I think it, as a whole, it might do a little bit better, but having to like go find each issue, I, I found it more and more frustrating with each issue. Oh, really? Because it's like my whole thing that I had with it. And I cover. I, I did it on the, I covered each one on the, uh, the, uh, Squadcast media, like Patreon kind of thing. Um, uh, as they, as I could find them at least. And like, I, I think, Again, I think kind of maybe coming back as a whole and reading it as a collected edition might be better. But like the way they were coming out with these shorter stories, it was just like, okay, we set up this story and like Superman's got to go look for this little girl that was taken. So there's our setup. And then every issue from there is just like, it's almost like they're, they're all one shots, which is like, that would be cool. But it was more like, well, 
just don't have the connecting storyline because you're not connecting the dots. You're not answering. You know, it's the Tom King problem of like, well, this issue ends with this thing happening and then the next issue starts and you don't pick up from that cliffhanger. It's just, you don't even mention the cliffhanger. It's just gone. And we're just off somewhere else. And it's just like, so it's like, as a standalone issue, it is not bad. It's actually, most of them are good. But like, if you're like me and it's like, well, why are you giving me a continuous story then? Just don't give me that. Just give me one shot issues because as standalones, they would be good. But because it's like, we're supposed to be looking for this little girl. And then most of the issues don't even mention that. Or, or, or if they do, it's just really quick just to make remind you that, like, oh, yeah, there is a story going on. Yeah. I was just like, dude, fuck this story. Like, fuck it. Like, this is so stupid. And then it's just like, of course, at the end, like, oh, wait, we got the girl and we're coming back and we're going back home now. We're good. And like, but but the final issue with the girl was really good. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like frustrating getting there. Like, I'm yeah. <laughs> and not like, well, he wanted you to feel the frustration of the journey. It was like, no, 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 no. We randomly just go have a boxing match with some alien that has nothing to do with the story. We come back to Earth and we have a, uh, a another race with Flash, which is a ripoff of the older story. And like the full thing is. And then it's like we go back out and wait in deep space. And then we come back to Earth to just have a day in the life of Clark Kent. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Are you in deep space looking for this girl? Or are you not looking for like what is happening here? Uh, but then he does the thing that he does well, where he has the moments where it's like the moment where he saves the girl and like the conversations with the girl and brings her back home is like, well, fuck, I'm going to cry now, you asshole, because I fucking am so mad at you. And then you just broke my heart. So yeah. like, what's, you know, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, that's that he definitely does the moments very well, but he, he does all yeah. it's like, what the hell is going on here? But going yeah. back to, to Brian Michael Bendis though, like, if you if you have the chance to read one of his scripts, it, it, he, his scripts are absolutely brilliant. He is like huh. an incredible script writer, like as far as explaining to his artists what the art should be and what is going on and what people should feel. Like, and it's almost like like if, as far as um, I think it was on in one of the issues of DC Nation. And uh, it, and it had like one of his scripts from one of the su- his Superman things, one of his Superman issues. And I looked even further into it, and he like he's a great scriptwriter as far as what each each panel is supposed to show and what each character is supposed to to show as you know as their feelings and stuff and why they're feeling that way and and all that. But he can't interesting, ex- yeah, no, but he can't express it through dialogue. Or, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy because I was like, holy crap. I, and I've, I've read some of his scripts and all that. And, and I was like, dude, this guy, he's a really good writer. He really is a really good writer. But like, why can't he express that once he gets from, he's ex- telling this, what he needs from the artist through his story, exactly why these people are feeling this way and, and what's going on and all that. But why can't you express that? in the end, as far as what right. you're saying, you're just blowing shit up with word bubbles for no freaking reason. And you're not getting your point across. You're, ex- you're expecting people to just get what you're saying, but you're not yeah. putting that across. It's like, right. you know, and, and the man, like, and, and that's he, why like artists probably like love to work with him 
because they're yeah. he's giving them like a re- what they want like what did why are why is this character feeling this like what do they need to show as far as emotions and all that and then he just freaking blows it in the end yeah well it's like it's it's he reminds me and it's weird because like the two writers are revered in different ways but like he reminds me of Steve Orlando in the sense that like he'll have really cool ideas you know like he'll have cool ideas for stories um but like when it comes down to the dialogue it just not always not always blanket statement i know but like for the most part it seems like it just it doesn't land like the for some reason the dialogue aspect of it just does not it's just not executed well or something like something is just off like it's yeah so it's like you'll have really cool stories as far as like the concept goes but then you can't hit the landing a lot of the time so it's just weird so or so, orlando doesn't land how but you know but like both i i've heard you know i, I don't want to like just be shitting on them but i've heard both of those guys are like the nicest dudes you could ever meet you know like i believe it yeah absolutely just, and especially i've heard that a lot about steve orlando it's, like, it's just he's just one of the coolest dudes like if you meet him at a con you guys can have a drink and just talk shit about comic books or whatever. Like he's just a cool, like personable like, dude. So not, not shit talking. Everybody's on their own journey, I guess, learning how to write and, and, and figuring out kind of their voice and whatnot. But like, you know, Bendis is, is the one that's very much like the all-star writer. And I just don't get it. I just don't get it. So again, like I said, back to your show, grapes and capes, capes and which, which, sorry, am I saying it? Grapes and Capes. Yeah. Which is, I think that name is fucking awesome. So I'm excited Thank to you. like hear some of the, uh, some of the, you know, I want to, I want to I wanna hear the other side of that argument for Bendis because, you know, I could be convinced again, I do like some of the stuff he's written a lot actually. Uh, so I, I'm excited for that show, man. Uh, have you, do y'all have, you don't have anything out yet? Are y'all still kind of like getting it together or what? Yeah, we're still getting together. We got like, you know, we got uh, some wines for I think like the first six episodes nice, but we're still trying to yeah we're still trying to like find that area where all right when are we gonna publish things how much wine we can get um to, to taste and and to to review while we're talking about comics so you know i think at first we're starting to think about maybe every two weeks nice dude. um and maybe hopefully we could do weekly at some point um, but you know, w- what is going to be, what are we going to be t- talking about? Are we going to be talking about the weekly comics or are we going to talk about, um, just stuff overall? Or are we going to pick you you gonna work a comic with the wine or yeah. Or high- just like, am I going to just, just riff about what's going on to see? And then you yeah. can riff about what's going on with Marvel. That's not bad. You know, either. Gotta- I like that. You know, you could mix it up, man. You got the world is your, uh, the world is your oyster, as they say. I mean, you really, I mean, honestly, with that kind of show, it's kind of like it doesn't have to be a review of a DC book. It could be a review of DC and Marvel just in general and what's been going on, you know? That, yeah, no, I, and like that's going to be a rundown. Dude, that's a such rundown. a fucking, okay. That's just such a fucking cool concept. So do y'all have any social media or anything yet kind of set up preemptively or are y'all still kind of just waiting to sort of launch? So, well, I have, well, I'm thinking of, uh, what I'm thinking of doing is kind of most of the stuff is going to be on my actual, like the wine stalker stuff that I already okay, have. Cool. I, I've, I've already set up a Twitter cool. account for 
because I think Twitter is the most important for a podcast. Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, that's where it's at. Definitely. And we're trying. So I have a Twitter account set up, but I don't have like an official thing. I might change it. Okay. So I have the account set up, but I might change the at. Okay. Blah blah blah. Whatever. We'll, we'll uh, wait then. We don't have to. We don't have to tag it just yet. But uh, obviously, we want to. Get- we want to push that whenever yeah. we get that set up. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, because I mean, for my wine stalker account, I mean, for what I have for my following, it just makes sense to to kind of just reach out to that audience because it's huge. It's big. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, <laughs> it, it's a big following. I want to reach out to those those people, um, but I think for Twitter specifically, you got to have your own thing. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be kind of cool because when I redesign my website, I get you know I get the Twitter logo for for the Wine Stalker. I'm going to have the Twitter logo with a cape on it. Nice <laughs> for oh, the yeah. for, you know for the grapes and capes and stuff. So, um, but yeah, we I'm still I'm still working things out for that. Cool man. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I gotta I can't wait to get it get it moving dude i can't wait to hear it dude i mean it's again like i said i think it's a fucking cool idea like that's just i don't know that's just rad um real quick okay i'm gonna take a quick little uh mute here i'm gonna go pee and then we'll come back let's let's jump into uh this uh hill house book one sec all right okay Yo. All right, man. All right. So we're talking about plunge number five of how many issues we got here? We got one more, six. We're doing seven. What's one more? Is there only one more? Oh my God. Oh my God. And Hillos is over. That's it. That's the end of it as as far as we know. Um, And I don't know. I feel like probably the end. We we just kind of assume it's probably the end for good. Because like there hasn't been any kind of like even rumblings of like, oh, you know, <laughs> the Reese, you know, you know, they're not bringing any books back. They haven't announced anything new. Obviously, there's been the shutdown and shit. But like, I again, no rumblings, rumors or anything for Hill House uh, phase two or anything. So uh, I think Do you think that because of the, of the shutdown, though, or because of the pandemic, Do you, like I don't mm. Uh, maybe, maybe in a way, maybe in a way, uh, but like, you know, they, they've been canceling books l- kind of, I don't want to say left and right. Like it's like every other book, but they've been, they've been canceling books. And I just feel like it's kind of like they already had these sort of books scheduled out and like it, these were already meant to end with a certain issue. And it was just kind of like, all right. Let's just maybe if they behind the scenes, I'm sure there have been talks, but like my feeling was like, eh, that was a good excuse to not be like, all right, let's move ahead with the next round, you know? So, uh, who knows? You never know. You never know. I hope they've been selling well, but I just, I just don't know. You know, I haven't really looked into it. Um, so well, I but, mean, how can you tell? Cause they don't, they don't do stats on the digital comics. All, yeah. It's all physical stuff. Um, but it, it's, I don't know. Cause You'd think that uh, that, especially with the connection between the plunge and the dollhouse family, that they might have been planning on it uh, of yeah. re-upping it. But this might have been the the whole pandemic been been like, well, we're gonna step off of it. We're just gonna, you know, yeah. just kind of back off and just, you know, not re-up re-up the whole the whole thing. Yeah, or I could see uh, them maybe like. 
taking that connection and maybe making it like an 80 page giant or something for Halloween or, or just in general, just like here's the, you know, Hill House comics. And it's just sort of maybe the story that could possibly this is all literally just in my head. I, there's no I haven't read anything about this. There's no rumors. But like, you know, they could do something like that if they had ideas just to have like a sort of a one shot oversized issue of like, how is all this tied together? Yeah, I don't know. That would be cool. You know, just something. Yeah, That'd be awesome. Especially if we, don't, if we don't get it in the last one, or do it if they freaking if they leave us a cliffhanger at, at the end of this and then they don't re up it. Ah, oh, man, I, yeah. I hate them. Yeah, Dude, don't. Do that. I mean, don't do that. Surely they've had time at this point though to like rectify that, right? Yeah. Like you know, like be like, all right, let's just change the last few pages, and which usually sucks. It usually sucks to have to like rush change things, but uh, we've got plunge number five. Uh, let me just read through the, uh, through the, uh, coding here. We've had Joe Hill, uh, Stuart Eminen. Uh, it's colored by, oh, Jesus. God, what? David, uh, Dave Stewart. David Stewart. Dave Stewart. Letter. Well, if you, front, if you look at the cover, Dave Stewart. Oh, there yeah. you go. It's on there. Okay. Yeah. I was looking at the actual credits page. I was like, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is going on? Uh, all right. It's lettered by, uh, Darren Bennett or D-Ron oh, Bennett, whatever. You're right. Like, how are you supposed to do that? That's it's D four uh, greater, greater than, than sign one. One D <laughs> five seven three W. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. It's not no, even an that's... A for the A. It's like the. It, it's almost like the way if you do like a number squared, where it's like the tiny number at the top. It's like yeah. that version. Well, R seven. It's that is so. So fucked up. And the last time I was thinking, the last time we we reviewed this, the the guy who lettered it, uh, Darren Bennett, was mm-hmm. perfect. There was no there was no numbers or anything. I was like, that it's because that guy is the letterer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, oh, the, dude, that's right. Yeah, because it was like, what? Well, because we haven't said like, why does his name not have any weird things in it? He was like, because I want you to fucking yeah, no. know who did this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm making the letters. This is my name, but yeah. now his name is all fucked up too. There's gotta be something going on yeah. with these numbers and and letters and everything. It's gotta be some kind of equation. Yeah, but anyways, I'm whatever. too lazy to. I'm too lazy to fucking put it all together i'm ugh, uh let's see but it's edited by mark uh doyle uh or what it looks like with the letters is a o o a a o e lee and uh i'm three d o uh two eight turo uh but the covers by jeremy wilson variant covered by gary frank and brad anderson uh and then russian translation by gregory uh batonov plunge created by joe hill joe hill uh all right man we start off we've got uh the body of uh what's his name well this is the wasn't this the first one that they found on the island well the very first one that they found. i think that was the first corpse that they found and and he's the one that like showed up on the ship and like killed the guy uh, it's going to get into it. I just didn't want to have to go through all the different dialogue and whatnot to, to kind of get to that. But um, so all the worms are, you know, popping out and basically it's, it's kind of weird. I'll be honest with you. This issue is a little bit strange for me. Um, it's uh, the pacing of the dialogue and stuff. It, it, 
And I'm not saying I'm, I, I think it's bad or anything like that, but some of the pacing of the dialogue is a little bit weird. And it's almost like a little bit of like, okay, we got to, we, we got to kind of re, you know, just we, or like remind the reader of a little bit of kind of what's been going on, which is not a bad thing, but it just, again, the pacing seems weird, but um, uh, yeah. So uh, Gage has this uh, corpse and the uh, worms are kind of coming out of it. They're all having their little freakouts and whatnot. Uh, we're reminded that Gage drank the uh, mushroom tea, so they're not going to get him. Um, so we've got this this corpse where all of the worms are kind you know coming out, and they're talking about how you know none of them are alive, none of the bodies, the derelict, none of, or like yeah, none of the survivors. They're just literally just like dead bodies that have been infested by these worms who are using their bodies as hosts. Um, which we already knew pretty much, but like this, just again, reiterating that fact. Um, and and the, the crew is freaking out too. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Cause the, he's been sitting there this whole time. Yeah. Like the whole time he's just been laying there yeah. in a body bag. Gage just called this, this guy out. Like he, he, at the end of the last issue, he zipped down the thing and put him in a headlock and it was like, well, let's just ask him what the fuck their plan is. Yeah. Basically. And, and just called them out like holy shit the, the they're all just freaking out like the, he's been here this whole time he could have done anything but that and then they realize that he is the like he, yeah he caused all these problems in the beginning he set the ship on fire on that but when things go bad he is the like he's the backup plan basically Wh- when they don't do what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. he's the guy that's gonna come out and just kill fucking everybody yeah and it, and it was martin <laughs> yeah. brimley that um <clears throat> we saw that was killed by this you know corpse or whatever before um they thought he died in the fire but then they realized he was killed by a blow to the head yeah so um you know these little these worms and whatnot they're they're kind of getting out and they start <clears throat> excuse me god i don't know why i'm getting so uh covidy in the throat right now but, um no i'm just kidding uh so basically they're like okay so this you know this body was a trojan horse and there's a, they're like kind of jarring them up but we see lacombe have this weird moment with one that's in this jar that's sealed up and he's like hello little one how I would like us to get to know each other. And I'm like, how is this going to end? You know, how is this part of the story going to wrap up? Like what the fuck's really going on here? Um, Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what's the deal, of course, but they start speaking through the body and they're like, you know, you know, everything you need to know, but we're not afraid of whatever torture tactics you might give us. Like we're not, that's not going to work on us. If you're trying to find answers, like if you're trying to get the, you know, the leg up on us. So, Gage's brother, uh, Russell, who had the headphones, who ha- was like tuned in to all the thoughts and stuff, is basically like, look, we don't have to torture him. Like, I've got this fucking machine, this psychic machine that I can I could tune in to the thoughts of these creatures pretty much. And, um, you know, after going through some dialogue and whatnot, it's basically like, you know, it's a suicide mission kind of thing. Uh or, or in the words of Will Smith, so we're basically like a Suicide Squad, <laughs> which is the name of the movie. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. So like, uh, 
you know, that's what they're basically the, the corpse and the worms and whatever start saying to him through, you know, the voice is that like, if you go down into that level of thought, which is just like this deep, deep, deep level, um, that's like just so like way below human frequencies of thought, um, you're not going to come back. It'll kill you to go there. So, um, Russell's like, I mean, fuck it. Like, I'll just, I'm just going to do it. Like, um, we've got to know. So he goes in there and it, it, it reminds me of get out the way that like when they do the hit, hypnotizing thing and he like drops down into oh, like yeah, the darkness, right. you know, it's kind of the same. It, it, yeah. It's not the same idea. It's just a similar visual they have here. Yeah. Cause he basically, he drops into a, a kind of origin, right. Of, of these creatures that were, because he says there was a, a fight, something flung them down here to earth. Earth is prison. Earth is jail. It's cold gauge. It's cold. And like, you see him dropping through the water, but you do see this, you know, panel of him being like flung down to earth that he's got this sort of, you know, umbilical kind of cable from his head. Uh, but you see kind of sparks and stuff flying. So you're really more seeing him show you, I guess, similar, uh, whatever happened that sent them down. Um, and cloaks. do what? And uh, which was cloaks. Like they, they were, he even says that they were, they were at, they were brought down by a, like in a force, right? There was a, there was a battle that happened. And he even says that there was, where the hell is it? Well, he's Shit. like, okay, well, here's the, before, actually, before we get there look, real quick, the next part of the dialogue is like, you see it like hitting the water and you see all the worms like in little water bubbles. And he says, oh, Gage, they're not worms. They're reproductive cells. Oh God, that's funny. If you thought uh, Julian Foyle was a bucket of jizz, you weren't far off. <laughs> He's like, I know what's in the hatch. And just kind of looking. Yeah. And of course, Gage is like, just like embracing his brother. And he's like, it's yeah. an egg. It's ready to make a baby. The tsunami was the signal broadcast for thousands of miles. The squids killed themselves in despair. The bristle worms frenzied. Uh, it's time. It's time. It's their time. Um, yeah. He wasn't lying. They'll all go to the hatch. They'll all go when the hatch opens to make the child, a child with a thousand eyes. And there's our chance. There's our dreadful chance gauge. And that's when he kind of like, uh, goes off. Russell is He's just, it, it just goes into like basically whimpering. Even the, the word balloon is just like scribbles. And, uh, he like passes out, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he's seeing the the history of these creatures like going towards Earth, like falling towards Earth, falling into the water, and everything. It, it's crazy, mm-hmm. man. It's and then you see them even swimming in the water and everything, yeah. and he's bleeding from his eyes, and and then he just like he's just gone, man. Russell's gone. He's yeah. done. Yeah, and yeah. The blood kind of um, yeah. Yep. And this is where Lacombe kind of makes his big. You know his big, uh, I guess, betrayal because oh, he he escapes oh, and him. he shuts the hatch door. You know, turns the little the latch, which looks just like the thing we'll see later. But he like shoves the broomstick in there so it can't be turned again. Yeah. Um. So I mean, they're all screaming at him. Uh, you know, like you know, open the door, yada yada yada. Um, because he's like, this is an intelligent new life form that we don't know anything about. Like we've got to learn about this. He clearly has this other agenda. We've known that for a long time. So this just kind of reiterates that. Like, I don't want you guys making any irrational decisions. So I'm locking y'all in here. Um, Which is bullshit. 
Right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And of course, you know, the other, it, I slips, it's, it slips into that though, because he starts talking like he starts going with that, but then he starts talking about how the ingot and how he was promised, how he yeah. could, he could actually see it. So he starts off that rationality and making those excuses and all that. And then he, he slips, starts slipping into, I just need to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that he, he, he's been talked into actually seeing the ingot, holding mm-hmm. the ingot by these guys. And, yeah. and dude, like, which just started with him getting the x-ray of just like, yes, you know, which that's the seed of that whole thing is just like, well, he had the x-ray, which is like, well, he just wants to know he's becoming obsessed with it. Um, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, that's uh fucking crazy. But like this, uh, corpse is like, it's, you know, getting up, it's still tied up and whatnot, but it's able to reach over and get like a scalpel. It tries to attack. And, uh, uh and he engaged just elbows him in the face. I love that scene. And then the teeth flying out of the head, like when he elbows it, like, you know, so they're still yeah. yelling at Lacombe and, uh, uh, fucking gauge is going nuts on this corpse. And you just see worms flying and they're all cut up and there's blood flying. He's got, at one point he's got good. It's very like, um, uh, evil dead. Uh, he's got like the surgical saw and he's just slicing body parts, man. It's fucking awesome. Um, but that goes through and you have Lacombe talking about like the ingot and like wanting to see it and all that shit. So, um, from there you still have, and what's the guy's name that has the ingot again? And he's, his eye is Bill. It's Bill. Bill. I can't remember his last name because sometimes they call him by his last name. But uh, his first name is Bill. Yeah, okay, I couldn't remember. But he's still holding Russell. Um, yeah. And then you've got uh, Weaver comes down, and he's like, Mr. Lacombe, what's going on? Lacombe shoves this mason jar the- full of these worms into Weaver's face. So, of course, they crawl in. It shatters the glass all over his face. And it's, uh, what what the fuck is going right on from here? The worms go right into his mouth. Yep. Uh, and then he, he looks at and and you see gauge and he just looks at he he looks at his brother and bill and he's like he looks at bill and he's like russell and bill looks right back at him and just like that, russell's yeah. just gone he's yeah. still gone he's you, you know the look that bill's giving yeah yeah exactly he he's just gone and and uh clark is just i think his clark is the younger one right um yeah so he's just crying, just russell no 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 there's just blood everywhere. Yeah, that body that he, he destroyed is still, yeah, it's everywhere. He turned that shit and just like into pulp. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, what is the guy that came down? Weaver. Yeah. Weaver. Weaver. Yeah. So now you've got Weaver who's now infected and, uh, he goes and he just basically lets, lets, uh, the, the zombies or the, you know, the infected yeah. in, um, and foil, appears at the door because he lets foil into the door and he's like he it appears we have come to an agreement with the management and basically he's and they're just like fuck you man yeah no we we have an agreement yeah i don't know what clone i don't know what the clone promised you and i don't give a shit Mm -hmm. we don't have an agreement Talks one thing, delivering is another. Lacombe is no diver, and he can't open your hatch for you. Yeah, and uh, and but they, but the thing is that they they start talking about actually um, Mariah being the one that needs to go down. Yeah, and 
and they don't give a shit about about Gage or any of the other people. For some reason, Mariah is the one that they want to do the dive. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why. I mean, I don't know if you see a connection why, but I'm not sure why. Well, hang on one sec. Let me, because it could, I know he that- says he like Gage initially actually says, I'll be the one to do it mm-hmm. and just set my free. Like, I mean, he's the cap. Like you said, he's going to go down with the ship. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the, in the last, last issue that we were talking about, you're like, he's going to go down with it. He's the yeah. captain. You know, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's going to go let down. Let them take a raft and get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he initially, but they were, but then foil is like, no, she's got to be the one that, that does it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see why, she needs to be the one who does it uh, to take the yeah. plunge. Which well, let's the see. The- yeah, to take the plunge. Uh, there it is. There it is. No, but uh, he was like, I'll die for you, but my people go free first. Let them take the rap. Get out of here. I lost a brother last night. No one else dies. And then uh, oh. Foil is like, you lost one brother one. last night. I lost a hundred. So Captain Carpenter, uh, Carpenter, really you did. believe we are even, but it is not even close. And of course, they start uh, you, grabbing Mariah. Yeah, she's like, "Get your hands off me!" And it's like, it turns out your Mister Lacombe has some mathematical talents of his own. He has told us how we may get what we desire with a simple act of division. That's where Lacombe is like, Mister Foyle, you did say I could, I could hold the ingot, ingot, whatever. Uh, while we're waiting for Mariah to open the hatch, that's where, yeah, that seed is planted. Of like, it's got to be. He's yeah, or he said beforehand clearly to Lacombe that it has to be Mariah. I didn't even really pick up on that until you said that. I was like, wait, what are you referring to? And I look, yeah, and then I saw that. I was like, oh shit, yeah, he, Lacombe says it. He was like, you told yeah. me it had to be Mariah opening the cat, the hatch. It's like, yes, a promise is a promise. I'm like, what the fuck is about to happen? So of course they smash uh, Bill's hand to get the end gut out. Um, <laughs> And yeah, fucking I mean, uh, Paul Giamatti Lacombe has it now. Yeah, but they, they hold his forearm down, and the yeah. guy takes his, the hammer. Weaver takes the hammer, just yep. smashes his hand yep. to get out of it. But also, like, you know, like, he, like, Gage just brutalized yep. hundreds. Like, how many how many of these worms are in this one yeah. body? And, and, and that's what Foyle says. Like, yeah, you lost one brother. Yeah. But you fucking fucked up a hundred of mine because yeah. that's what he did he mm-hmm. just brutalized his fist he just and a yeah. freaking saw hundreds of his brothers so yeah so he's fucking pissed and then they and dude they just hold down this guy's arm and they just freaking take a hammer to yep. bill's hand and just brutalize him and then the next the next page you see, you see Lacombe just sitting there with yeah. his palm open with the brightness, like, like in freaking like Pulp with uh, Pulp Fiction yeah. <laughs> opening yeah. the box, you know, and like he's just like sitting there staring at it like, Oh yeah. Ooh. I think you said it before when the ingot first came up was like, this has to be a reference to it. You know, it's gotta be a reference to, uh, uh, what's his name? Ving Rhames is characters, uh, briefcase. Yeah briefcase which i mean i think there's a lot of theories that that was his soul yeah i've seen that theory for sure um which is kind of like you know he's got the he's got the band-aid on the back of his neck yeah so his which soul is like an old folklore for like that's how the devil like takes your soul is like through the back of your head that's like old school like folklore kind of stuff but like it it, it lines up which to make sense of like 
what is the soul? Like you, it's not something that you would see, but like the, maybe to see it is like, you know, just unfathomable. Uh, so I, they, I, I do like that sort of idea that they've got there for sure. I think that's cool. They also read souls. Apparently they can feel yeah. that's, that's what so it's like do. the end got whose soul is it? Or do you see your own soul or is it just, I feel like it's going to be ambiguous and it's just, you're again, you're never going to know the answer. Uh, I don't think you will. No. Yeah. But yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's into it and he's sitting there just like looking at it, looking at mm-hmm. the ingot. He's way into it because he saw it on the, on the, uh, on the x-ray and uh-huh. he wants it. And yep. there he is. But it, then we got, we got those poles when the tide comes in, uh, the poles that we saw, man, maybe it was issue three. Oh, were or, they in there? Okay. I didn't remember seeing those, but that's it. Okay. That's interesting. No, they, it was actually in it because she went out. I think when the tide was high, she saw the top of them. That's dude. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so when the tide was high, she saw the top of them with, with a crab on the top and she went to go, it was a mutated crab and she, and Mariah went out to swim out. That's right. Mutated crab to, to study it, to see what was wrong with it. What was the mutation mm-hmm. on this Island? Cause there's something weird going on with these crabs. And then she actually sunk down. I can't remember why she sunk down. Yeah, I'll have to get back and look. These totem poles with with you know with the the crabs and or you know these these creatures wrapped around them with these faces. So it's not the first time we have seen this. And now they're going to get tied up to these totem poles and uh, and wait for the tide to come in. And Mariah has to get into this hatch yeah. before they all drown. Yeah. And, and, you know, foil tells them like, cause they, you know, gauge is like, well, what is this place? And all he says is like, it's an, it's an ancient place of sacrifice where those guilty of crimes against the tribe would be offered to us to tell you like, you know, obviously I can reiterate that they are ancient. They've been here for God knows how long waiting for someone to open this fucking hatch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, you got Mariah, uh, going down like, and you know, there's back and forth conversation and whatnot but we'll just get to the main point like she's like you know foil is like every 20 minutes the tide is going to rise basically like get you know so you, you have you're on a time limit so she goes down and i love this this progression here of the pages because it's like she dives and then you have a killer well coming after her but she's clearly being protected by the whatever worm people because their sea creature version of the worms comes and takes out the killer where uh, well, and she keeps diving deeper and deeper. And then you have, um, I guess her swimming by this big submarine. Although I can't see her in the frame, but you just have a frame of a giant submarine. So I'm assuming she's swimming by it at some point. Um, and then the last page is literally just her in front of this giant, uh, whatever you call that, the, the hatch, wheel or whatever to open it so i'm like she's tiny in front of that thing how is she gonna fucking open that you know no you know what no well i mean first of all like i I, didn't it start off with her character as like feeding a killer whale yeah or or, yeah or something like that yeah it might have been a killer whale like a dolphin or something that yeah she was in like a a tank and then bill was there yeah i think it was a shark uh i don't think it was was a killer whale shark yeah so but you know she swims by this thing and she's going down i actually you know when when i first read this um i actually thought that hatch was 
on the submarine. And that's why it was like, okay, if these creatures, if these things fell down billions of years ago with the, the you know, before, yeah. you know, with, with, with cloaks and, and all that, like billions of years ago before there was life and all this on this planet and they were, they've been here for this long. Why is there, why is the hatch a submarine? Yeah. Um, you're right. If you look at the bubbles on the, she goes down beneath it, the submarine. What the Yeah. Fuck? It looks like if you're supposed to kind of follow the bubbles or something. That's a Russian like, submarine. Yeah. That's the Russians. Yeah. Which makes sense. That, I guess where they're located, she's having to like swim again. They're just reiterating dangerous territory, but she's somehow protected. So I don't know. Yeah. That's that, that mean, hatch is on the ground. That's on the on the on the floor, the, yeah. the old floor. Oh yeah, you, you can see like the the what do you call it the, uh, the sand or <laughs> gravel, the sand, or and then like the um, what are I the thought little, the little build up things, the circle in the bottom left corner of the page, the little what do you fucking call that? Um, oh, whatever, oh, barnacles. You know, coral yeah, barnacles. Barnacles, coral barnacles, yeah, barnacles. barnacles. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, no, um, I, and that's something that I missed the first time I read because I thought she was going down to the submarine. I'm like, why if they've yeah. been here for this long? Why are why can't they? You know, there's a submarine. This, yeah, wasn't it, wasn't it the last issue that ended with like the the Russian thing where it's all in Russian? Yep. Yeah. So, and we still you wait no wait you actually did end up getting like the translation of that like a, right yes yeah yep. that's right. And it was on yeah. there, but yeah. Um, um, yeah, you actually, you did include it into, into the episode and yep. everything. But like I, I thought she was going down that hatch was on, on the submarine when I, when I first read it. Um, dude, that's crazy that she, she swam right by it and went to where yep. she was supposed to go. Dude, down like, to the bottom, the ocean floor and she's at it. So I'm just kind of like, again, how was she supposed to open this? That makes me think like, that's the trap. That's the trick is yeah. like. She's going to have to, you know, I don't know, something weird's going to come about to, well, who knows? Um, you got one issue left, though. I know. That's where I'm in. It says, in one month, a child is born. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Okay. And this kind of seems like it's the final issue or the final story in Sea Dogs, too, because it ends and it's like there's no to be continued and or see ep- issue, you know, whatever of whatever comic. It's almost just like, well, here's the credits and it's like, thanks to you know, people for all of the research and that's kind of it. Like so maybe it's not, but it almost seems like that's the end, you know, the end of that story too. But, um, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I, know. <laughs> the egg has got to be the rebirth of cloaks. That That's the only thing I can think of what this egg is, especially since it's protected by the Stanley Gill. It's got to be like, yeah, something to do with cloaks. And that's why I think that like, maybe there was something planned where this was supposed to continue the these like the whole line was supposed to continue and maybe it won't again just some kind of crossover of some kind yeah yeah just because of the difficulties of working in this pandemic and just because of every, all the shit that has happened maybe it's yeah. just not gonna happen maybe yeah or maybe it's just super delayed because i mean i feel like i don't know i feel like artists are able to you know writers and artists are able to work and like in like you know, email certain things, but when it comes to actually sending things to a publisher, then to the printer, I don't know how yeah. any of that really works. You know, if they're able to do that remotely or if it has to be, I don't know, who knows, but, uh, I guess we'll see again. I haven't seen any word, but, uh, who knows, man. But, um, I, you know, I, I did mention 
like a few like uh, pacing issues for me. And it mostly came with like the dialogue um, like in that sort of close quartered situation in that room where it was just like, it's just weird that someone's saying this much dialogue in one word bubble in this tense of a situation. And like, you know, it gets to the, where, where they're all tied to the totem poles and she's going to go. And like, they're, they're saying all the things back and forth. And it's finally like, Hey, no time for jokes. Don't be sweet. Don't do this. Don't say that. This isn't <laughs> the time for that. And then it cuts over to Gage and he's like, yep, I definitely don't like this. I don't like that. And I don't do this. Well, that's not my brand. Nope. You go do your thing and you come back. And it's just kind of like, there's a few panels where it's weird. Like it's like overly uh, written in a way. And again, it's not that it's terrible. It's just, it's kind of weird. It makes it sort of feel, I don't know, a little bit more unnatural. Whereas I felt like, you know, for the most part, this series has been just like, bam, 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 bam. It's just like, holy shit. Like, this is great. Like the dialogue is great back and forth. So this is kind of the first one to me that was like, all right, this is a little bit weird, but like, I get it. We're, we're kind of coming up on the deadline here. So let's, let's see where we go. But I did really like the issue, man. Um, it's, you know, in art wise, it's just as fantastic as the ones before you got your brutality, you've got your gross worms, you've got glass being shoved into someone's face. You've got a worm crawling in someone's mouth, someone eyeless, you've got them smashing someone's hand open. You don't see it, but you know, it's there. It's implied. Uh, so it's just like, it's, it's what you want. Uh, it was just, again, this was the one that felt like maybe if things were going to be rushed, it was here a little bit in a weird way. But again, not bad, still really good and very enjoyable. And I, I can't fucking wait to see how they, you know, wrap this shit up. Because again, what is this gargantuan fucking hatch, you know? <laughs> so, dude, what? give me some thoughts. Give me some last words. Give me whatever you got. Just rant. Well, when, it, when I first read it, I felt the same way that you do. It, it was kind of off for what we've seen before. It, it had like this little like, it was just kind of off for because it's been so solid the entire time that we've read this whole thing. It, it's been such a good comic book, and it was just just a little off for you know the characters and all that. But dude, I, I really thought it was still good when you when you kind of get when you because everything else for for this story has been so freaking good. And then when I was like, you, you have that expectation of it just being amazing every single time now because right. you're going into the final two issues. And so it, it, it was just a little bit off, but still, it was still freaking awesome. I still freaking love it. Like the second yeah. time that I read it, dude, it's freaking great. It's such a good story. I love yeah. it. It was better the second time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. No, exactly. And and I agree with you. The the first time I read it, it was just like, what the I it, it just felt a, a little bit off for for everything that we've gotten before, but that's going to happen. Yeah. And I think really yeah. honestly, and, and now that I think about what I was even saying just a minute ago, is that like it's almost like the moments where they try to have the kind of comic relief dialogue that's where it felt weird to me because it was almost like overwritten like it was like almost too long of comic relief dialogue um but yeah it was yeah that was sorry go ahead it, but, i mean you look at that last page she's tiny mm -hmm. tiny compared to this thing what the yeah. hell is she gonna do and you got this big like oh man this huge thing that you gotta turn with and 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 um, that thing is probably rusted as shit oh yeah um, yeah what are you going to do? 
oh man, is she gonna is she gonna ask for the freaking things to help? Like the big things to help? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you think it was foreshadowing at all when you saw the comb turning the crank of that door that looked it's it's the same type of like, you know, a wheel on that door when he shoved the broom to lock them in there. Do you think it's good? Do you think that's some kind of sort of foreshadowing of something that like, I don't know, would have to happen for her to, or I don't know. It, it seems like I'm like, what would she be able to get that? That's, that's that big to like open it. But you know, I don't know. I'm like, how would that, what, what would be the equal to that to where it's like, that would be foreshadowing for her to unlock it. So I, I don't know. Like that maybe she just has to pull some kind of a pin out. I don't know. That big ass worm that just killed that killer whale. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe but she has to do something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe, she, maybe she has to do something. Like, I feel like, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, I feel like it's going to be something where it's like, because there's the big wheel. And then in the middle of that, there's like this pendant little thing, uh, this kind of starry looking thing. I'm like, maybe she has to like, like I don't know, prick and, and like sh- give some blood or something to open. I don't fucking know. I, I don't know why that would make sense either. But like, I'm just like, yeah. what, how would she open this? You know? That's literally just the bolt yeah. that that attaches the screw that you can turn on that. That's what that is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why she would be the one that needs to do this. I mean, but she's a you're right. I, I keep forgetting about that though. Is that fucking foil told Lacombe it would have to be Mariah? So yeah. that's the thing that keeps slipping my mind. Is that like that actually is the key? Is she was meant to do it? So and oh, she's fuck, a bio, dude. she's a She's a biologist, so why yeah. would she be the one to do it? Do you think it'd be like like? And she's an experienced diver; that's what she does. But you think it would be like one of these, one of like a gauge or somebody that has been doing this as a salvager that is also kind of almost like a mechanic. I mean, you're yeah. going deep down, and you need to like it, pull things apart underwater and pull it up yeah. as a salvager. Well, do you think that might come up though? Do you think it's possible that might come up like something happens to her and she's not coming up and like, like gauge like offers to be again, the whole idea of going down with the ship, how he's not on the ship, but like, do you think maybe it gets to the point where the tide is rising and he's like, look, she ain't coming back up. I know that I can get that open. Like you just said, like, I'm a salvager. I can get that fucking thing open. I'll open that motherfucker. Just let me go down there. Let me go. And he's just like free dives down there without any equipment and fucking like, Somehow, you know, I don't totally know. his character though, too. It would be his character to do it, but he doesn't have any equipment, you know. It's just kind yeah. of like I feel like she would be the one that could do it. And that there's gonna be something again, they know that she's the one to do it, like there's a prophecy or something like that. So that's yeah. what's weird to me. But also teamwork is dream work. Yeah, true. <laughs> there's gotta be, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Or, there's you know, she could live through the process, I guess, and and gauge could like go down there and still sacrifice himself, but it, it takes two of them for some reason to like, you know, make that happen. I don't know, dude, that is fucking like, that's, we always say this. It's like, that's what's so fucking awesome about these Hill house books and their cliffhangers is that it leaves so much speculation of like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this? You know, <laughs> like what, what's going to happen? <laughs> like, exactly. I don't understand how this can work, but then it, it does, you know, uh, like, a, like uh, the dollhouse family. Yeah. I, I, constantly said like how are they gonna get what is next gonna what is gonna happen next and what happened next you never freaking expected right. yeah. it was completely out of the blue you never even expected like you never right. would never have a guest 
what had happened yeah. in a thousand years. Um, but uh, on Weird Science DC, DC Comics, I actually ended up giving this nine out of ten. Really and nice, man. I did because at first I had the same questions that you, that you did at first, where uh, it just felt out of place. But reading it again, man, it's so well written. Everything is so well done, um, and and dude, it makes you really wanting to see what is going to happen next. Oh, I yeah. cannot, I just can't wait because you got one issue left. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, there's so many questions to be to, to be answered. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, there's always like the possibility because a lot of times, like, they'll do a little bit of an oversized issue for the ending one. And I don't know if they're doing that for this, but like, you could also literally just have her be like. Oh, well, you don't have to turn the thing. You just you just push this button and the whole mm. thing opens. And then you get all the explanation and all the connections for the next, you know, 20 pages or whatever. Um, right. So, yeah, there's always that possibility that like, you know, whatever. But I'm just again, I'm just excited to see what the hell it is, because it's just again, they're they're killers with the with the cliffhangers in this line, man. It's just like, What? <laughs> well okay how do we get out of this but i dig it man i'm again I, i'm still just as big of a fan as i was before even though i had some some minor complaints uh but god they just they know how to keep you like just keep you hooked man old joe and crew like they know how to keep you hooked in there so man mm-hmm. um what did you have any uh last kind of thoughts on the book you wanted to give or no well you know i'm, I'm looking back at the art and the artist always yeah so good this book and everything but you know i was thinking about what you were saying about uh about gage maybe sacrificing himself and there's this one panel where where mariah is diving in and it shows the crew tied to the totems and it has uh has gage just staring at her and he's tied up to the thing so dude yeah. that's the only possibility just by looking at the way it, it's portrayed uh through the art and everything that's actually yeah. a total possibility that could happen yeah. What if he knows more than he's been letting on to? Oh, he could. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. He did, I don't his know. brother did die. I don't know. We'll find out. So maybe, maybe, maybe not. But uh, uh, you never know what can happen here. But um, I, I do not know. I love it. Um, I, you uh, know, so no, one of the things, though, man, with 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 his brother dying, with with Russell dying, I'm glad he died. Uh, I really am because that guy was suffering so bad. And he even oh, said, dude. yeah, he even said, I don't think I'm going to be, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be right again. Right. You know, it, it was of how that thing it, fucked with his brain. Yeah. It's just, you're never going to think the same once you've, once you've, I guess, been exposed to all of that. How would yeah. you, how would your brain work the same way? You know? Exactly. So I'm glad he's, He's a, he, this fictional character in a comic book is at peace now, right. you know, because that dude went through a lot of shit and he suffered a lot. And 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 uh, if he didn't, he would be suffering for a long time. Yeah. So I'm glad. And the that, last one uh, of those last things he got to say was, eh, if you thought foil was a bucket of jizz, you were right. So, hey, <laughs> not so bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hell yeah, dude. Um, okay. Well, one of the things moving forward that we're going to be covering and, uh, uh, thank you to a uh, big, thank you to old Jim at weird science, uh, DC comics at weird science, Marvel, um, it, uh, for, for, you know, getting us this first issue of razor blades, uh, Ooh, magazine yeah. that is by, 
uh, James Tiny in the fourth. I think it's tinyonion.com, maybe Tiny Onion, but it's Razor yeah. Blades magazine. If you just type in Razor Blades, uh, James Tinyon, uh, it'll come up. Um, but it's a, it's a new kind of, uh, in, it, well, it's very independent, but it's a new like horror anthology magazine uh as of right now as far as i know it's only digital um hopefully physical because holy shit and that's all i'll say for now but um that's uh there's gonna be more issues i don't know if it's quarterly i need to do more research but again huge thanks to jim for uh he actually got us this first issue and i didn't know what i didn't i had never heard of this until he messaged me was like hey like i you know did the it it's a pay at your own uh what would you call it like pay pay what you want to pay for it basically donation based if you will uh but he actually bought issues um and you know did the price of as if me and you and him all bought bought an issue and that's really cool and it makes me want to go do that again myself just to support it uh but we're actually going to be covering that and uh and uh you know I, it's again I, I we talked about we were actually going to do it on this show but i have not been able to read every uh comic that's in there or every story but there's also like articles and interviews and some really cool shit um that uh, i think we're going to start covering and uh you know again big thanks to jim uh, for a third time uh because uh it's cool and i want to start picking up more stuff like that so um you know we'll be able to continue once hill house is done uh at least for us you know daphne burn eh. but when, when the plunge is <laughs> over that's the end of hill house for us but uh, we'll, we'll continue over into razor blades for as long as that goes and continue supporting that and whatnot but uh I'm excited okay. to talk about that, man, and and actually finish it and kind of get into the different articles and whatnot. Because I, I read most of the actual uh, comic sections, but I have not read the you know the other stuff because it's like short stories. It's not just interviews; yeah. it's like short stories and whatnot. So uh, the comics, it's, there's some fucked up stuff in there. Like it's it's like <laughs> like uh, I was like, okay, not uh, not expecting some of this, but like it, you know, it's really good horror. So yeah. Well, um, in, in, there's some of well, first of all, Jim is a mensch. That dude is just like yeah. I love that man. He is yep. such a such a great such guy, a such yep. a great guy. And uh, but also like I, I actually you know I read the whole thing except for the the written stories because yeah. at the time of night when I was reading it, I, just, I like I said, I, I just want pictures. Show me pictures mm. like a kid. It's not a picture story, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. oh, it's all words. Um, so I'm, I'm going to read all those, but some of them are just like, like one page stories yeah. and, and, and they're so, so good. The art yeah. is amazing. The art is awesome. It's a really cool thing to read. And I yeah. really can't wait to, to sit down and talk to you about it. It's going to be awesome. Oh, for sure. And there's some fin- like familiar names along with James Tiny and the fourth as well that are like writing and doing art and lettering and coloring and all that stuff. So it's not, it's an independent work, but it seems like it's like this labor of love of just like friends that are like, you know, the artist to write this cool anthology magazine, you know? So, and that's why I hope it's like, you know, they'll end up coming out with like, uh, you know, like a physical version, even if it's just like an online order type of thing, like, uh, uh, gravely unusual is like that too. Like there's, you know, there's such cool shit in there. Um, and it's, it's the same kind of thing, uh, but like it would just be cool to, you know, have it on physical again, 
I'm just name dropping gravely unusual because that's a fucking awesome magazine and you should go look them up and, and, and buy their stuff too. But, uh, it's, it reminds me of that. Like it's the same kind of format and, uh, it would be cool to get that in uh physical form. So there's uh, uh Danny, Danny, who did, we reviewed every issue of Lolo woods yep. and, and Danny has a story in, in this thing. And like it, it's, I really, I loved it just because of the art. It was returning back to Lolo Woods, which I loved cool. so much. I love the characters in that so, so much. And it was kind of returning back to that, but without, without the colors, it's totally yeah. just like ink and it, it's really well done. Um, everything about that whole thing was awesome. I love it. So I yeah, can't wait to talk sure. to you about it. So yeah, absolutely. And I know I'm like, and again, like I hate that I didn't hear about it, but like, uh, last time that I'll that I'll give a big thanks to Jim for this episode for introducing me to that and getting it for us uh very cool so I'm ready to talk about that uh but um dude all right that wraps it up do you have any like kind of closing remarks anything what where can people find you just you know let it all out what what do you want to say and where can the folks get in touch with you all right so I mean you know for Twitter I'm at uh, at Joey Casco J-O-E-Y-C-A-S-C-O. Um, that's where you're going to find most of my comic book related stuff. I'm still working on the Graves and Capes kind of, you know, the, you know, the social media kind of stuff. But I also have a wine blog, thewinestalker.net. And it's like kind of like being a creepy stalker and not stocking shelves. So it's, you know, the, the L-K-E-R instead of C-K, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's where you can find me um, if you if you really want to. I don't know if you do. <laughs> yeah. I, boy, you can also find you on uh, legendary geek outs. Uh, yeah, man. Dude, as well, I, man. I, yeah. Eric is such a, such a cool guy to, to sit like, down and talk to. It's hard not to like, it's hard not to like start recording and talking to that dude and like not talk for like three fucking hours. You know what I mean? Like, like every time I've talked to that dude, it's been like, holy shit, it's been three and a fucking half hours. We gotta, I got to wrap this up. So I got to sleep at some point, you know, uh, but it's awesome. I mean, it's a lot of fun, man. It's, it's awesome. So that's a good dude. So go check out his podcast for sure. Legendary Geek Outs. No, dude, uh, we like we were like sitting down there. It was like an hour and a half. I was like, don't we don't we have a purpose here? Like, we're aren't we supposed to be talking about like you know the top five, whatever? And he's like, oh shit, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. We just yeah. the shit for so long, and yeah, <laughs> that's the best part, though, man. It really is the best part. Like yeah. just like the the you know going off into the the rants and the you know the side he's, sort of conversation at least for me anyway. But. He's got that southern drawl though, and he's so chill. Yeah, and he's such a cool oh, yeah. guy just to sit back and just like just nerd out with. He's great. I love. Oh him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's like, it's like for for being a southerner like me. You would think we would be closer together, like geographically, but we're really not at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, I've been in his neck of, neck of the woods several times uh, in like the, my touring days and whatnot, and it's it's a long drive. But hey, we still share that uh, that southern blood, so uh, you know, <laughs> tis what it is. And uh, a good dude. So again, everybody, go check out his podcast, Legendary Geek Outs. And uh, whenever yours comes up, man, uh, grapes and capes, dude. I'm, I, again, I'm fucking stoked for that. It's an awesome idea, and I love the concept and everything you've said about it. So, uh, of course, we'll keep you know pushing that as it as it comes out and whatnot. So, uh, all right, man, I'm gonna close this out. So, uh, it, uh, as always, 
It's been a ton of fun talking Hill House comics with you. We've got Absolutely. one more episode of this. And like we said, we're going to jump into uh, Razor Blades by James Tinian and, and Tiny Onion, as it's called. Uh, so, yeah. All right, man. Take care. You too.